0: Cause all
1: Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the Beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories of people from all walks of life, faiths, cultures, and backgrounds. And my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. Hey, everyone. Okay, I'm so excited for this episode It is honestly full of so much laughter on both ends, so sorry in advance. Actually, not really sorry. I just really hope you enjoy it. My conversation is with a wonderful woman named Steffi Dominguez. We talk about all things Puerto Rico because she is Puerto Rican, and so we just get to hear so much of her love for Puerto Rico. We also get to talk about her how she walked onto a D1 college basketball team back in the day. We talk about a cohort that she's a part of, as well as how her community now has just completely shaped and shifted and changed her life, as well as an NBA team that she loves and traveling, of course. So I really, really hope you enjoy this conversation. And the other thing I want to let you know is that this episode is actually going to be dedicated to all the families families impacted by Hurricane Maria that completely just destroyed Puerto Rico back in September at the end of the actual episode there'll be a little blurb that Steffi will give talking about how you can give and continue to pray and give to Puerto Rico so please listen to the end and please 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 continue to keep them in your prayers there's so much work still needed to be done Here's, here's Steffi, and Steffi, can you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do, and just a little bit about you?
0: Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, I'm Steffi. Fun fact, that is my full name, it's Steffi. Yes. Not Stephanie. I am pretty... All my friends know that that's the case, and they stand up for me when people call me Stephanie. Um... So I am, I'm 28. Woo! You want Did you want ages or no? Yes. <laughs> 28. I'm 28. I currently live in the city of East Palo Alto, California. Yay! <sighs> EPA, best city ever. Um, I actually was born and raised on the beautiful island of Puerto Rico.
1: Puerto Rico! <laughs>
0: the Caribbean. Um, and from the age of eleven until I finished college, I was in Birmingham, Alabama, um, up until twenty thirteen. So that's like my timeline. At a very high view, obviously, I've experienced and uh-huh. seen a lot in those places.
1: Yeah. Okay. So tell everyone a little bit about Puerto Rico. I mean, you've gone there since you since you moved to. The mainland, or whatever you would call it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, okay, well, so tell people, okay, just, like, first of all, fun things about Puerto, like, things that you love about Puerto Rico, and being Puerto Rican.
0: Oh my gosh, there's so many. First of all, I have a huge, a huge Puerto Rican flag in my room. That's the only decorations I have. (laughs) But it's, um, it's something that I'm very proud of, and, uh, very, I feel very fortunate For many reasons, Uh, one being that, well, a little history, American history. Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the U.S. Yep. In other words...
1: Go ahead, school people, let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In other words, we were super colonized by America, but at the same time, we do have a privilege of being American citizens from birth, which is uh, now living in a city that... um, a largely immigrant city yeah. I can like for sure see the blessings the blessing that that is really yeah and just like I don't know I'm just super fortunate but other than that we have great music great food great people
1: yes
0: it's, it's freaking beautiful um fun fact the top song in the world right now despacito the love that song <laughs> The two artists that wrote and started that song before the Biebs got in there. Okay. They're both Puerto Rican. They're very famous. Okay, I
1: didn't know that. I really did not know that.
0: Oh, yeah. So Daddy Yankee is a famous reggaeton artist, which reggaeton is like a big,
1: you
0: know, music there. We started that too. Um, Puerto Rican pride all over this. I love it. And uh, Luis Fonsi, which is the guy that actually wrote it, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a more like ballad pop kind of artist in Puerto Rico. But they're both very famous there. And then Bieber entered the scene and it just blew up. <laughs> <laughs> and he is not Puerto Rican. He's Canadian.
2: <laughs> well,
1: you need to keep claiming that because I don't really think a lot of people know that, that it yeah. was originally a Puerto Rican song.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, so... Okay, what
1: were we talking about? It's okay. Okay, you were, yeah, I was just telling you, I was just telling you to tell me your favorite things about Puerto Rico. So, that, those those were all great answers. Okay, so you lived there until you were 12.
0: 11.
1: 11. Okay, and then you moved to Alabama. Yep. Okay, so if you, whatever you can remember, explain that, Transition from Puerto Rico to Alabama? Because clearly those are very two <laughs> different places.
0: <laughs> just a little bit. Um, yeah, so like I said, I was 11, so I was entering the 6th grade, which is already an awkward year because mm-hmm. I was, like, entering into middle school-ness. And uh, let's see, we moved there because my dad got a job, basically, and uh, we just went for it we didn't even know, I didn't know where it was or anything. I'd only heard of like Florida and New York, right? Right. I I lived. So, uh, we moved there. I remember again, I was a child, so let's just keep that in mind the whole time. My memories might be a little not correct, but, um, so I was learning English still. I remember that being a, a huge thing. Uh, I was the, I was like the only kid in school that I was definitely the only Puerto Rican kid. That's for sure. um, might have been a few other international students, but not many. I remember being in, like one of them ESL classes, and in that class we had like a bunch of people from all over the world, but it was like five of us. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't know why I just said a bunch of people because there were five of <laughs> us. And uh, yeah, we just uh, learned. I learned English very quickly. I do remember that because. Mm-hmm. It was, surrounded by it nobody else spoke spanish and basically i'd go from like a very puerto rican household right at home to like a deep a deeply conservative and christian environment outside right that and so that was a i would say so if you have ever done the the strength finder test my my number one strength is adaptability yeah which means you're good at changing like changing environments and I was like well no wonder because I went from Puerto Rico to Alabama like yeah yeah so that was that was fine I mean I I remember meeting nice teachers that helped me out um yeah I'm that's about
2: it
0: (laughs) it was was a lot I think I think now that I'm 28 and can kind of like And I've kind of developed my own political, social, religious views. Now I can look back and be like, whoa, like, that was intense. But I think as a kid, it was just kind of like, well, life, you know.
1: Yeah. And you were a little bit younger. So my question, like, what for, do you know, like, for your parents? Because obviously they were older when they, I mean, they were adults, clearly, because they were your parents. (laughs) But but did, was their transition, or I don't know if you've ever talked, but was their transition, like, a lot harder than yours?
0: Yes. I, I think now, it's, again, now that I'm older, looking back at what they did, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, they left everything, right? Yeah. Like, they, they my dad knew a little bit of English. Not a little bit. My, my dad got the job because he knew English. But it was very... Um, strong accent he learned when he was like in first grade because he lived in new jersey for like a year it was really random but um my mom didn't speak english like we definitely stood out in the community for sure i think one of the first blessings that we found was like this latino church so that was like good community for them and yeah. people spoke their language but but it was an adjustment man I, I i mean i grew up i grew up being a translator basically for like, yeah, my, my wow. family, like mom um, phone calls, whether it be at stores and and uh, yeah, I, I think now I like really appreciate what they did because they they like really thought that this was like the best thing for 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 the family and it and it was. But I know that it was hard for them. Yeah, I remember seeing my dad stressed a few times when we first got there. So I can't even imagine. Honestly, yeah, that. So yeah. they're brave. They're they're the, man. Shout out cheers to my parents you know
1: cheers (laughs) what are you cheering (laughs) with stuffy i got a little um
0: i just popped open a little lagunitas Mm. which
1: is a beer so shout out to them as well shout out to them as well no yeah i mean and i get that obviously because you know my parents are not from america at all so you know they're foreigners and so i know for them that transition was kind of like a bit crazy (laughs) to be honest just to like figure out how to navigate America and like what that looks like so I really yes I do appreciate shout out to the people that have to come here and navigate
0: yeah seriously I mean there's so many people to give shout outs to but like man like (laughs) if they wouldn't have made that decision in my life I have no idea what my life would be like right you know
1: so, yeah, you're in Alabama now. And one thing that Steffi is also really good at that I don't know if she'll talk about is she is a baller by by trade. I don't know if that's the right phrase. Not a But she is a baller, chalk caller, and she has played basketball for, like, forever. So yeah. I want you to just talk about being a little bit of an athlete and just, like, how that maybe has like influenced your life or like what you love about it and then also going into college because I know you did walk on
0: oh gosh yes in college
1: so (laughs) tell the people what they want to hear girl
0: well yeah so I should I should start this by saying that I'm like maybe five foot one that's the first thing that you should know she
1: Um, is but she's so good I think she's great fun size is
0: what some people would say Um, yeah, basketball's been a huge part of my life since, like, I can remember, Uh, I remember in Puerto Rico knowing, like, oh, when I go to, like, the States, I know I'll have more opportunity, which was true. Um, starting in seventh grade, I started playing, well, sixth grade, I started playing one of them, like, city, city leagues, and then I played all throughout middle school and high school, like, school teams, and, man, sports, uh, my life is just such a, like, now that I'm 20, I can look back and be like, "Oh my gosh, this did this and this did that." But it's it teaches you discipline and it teaches you like hard work and like dedication. It teaches you to like take care of your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, it teaches you so much. And then I'm like super competitive, which really helps. <laughs> um, which now now at my age, when I play in like adult leagues, I have to like really control myself from like. <laughs> Because I have to remember that this is just a city league. <laughs> Next <we're Chelsea>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I played that. And then um, my senior year, I was a fifth-year senior in college. Woosh. And I was like, I think I'm going to walk on. <laughs> 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 like, like as a bucket list thing almost. Like I just really always wanted That's to. That's
1: awesome, I, though. That's legit.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean... I never played. Literally, I was a practice player. But it was great. I got a bunch of cool gear and clothes, and everything was Nike. Every time I would go into the locker room, I'd be like, why are they giving me another shirt? But I'm not complaining, you know? So.
1: Isn't it satisfying to know, though, that, like, you made it? Like, you walked on and made it? And you can say that forever.
0: Um, Yes, I can say that forever. And the only – the reason why – I can say that is because it wasn't like I was the only one trying out. Like people really did get cut. So that, that made it like valid to me. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I really made it, you know, it was great. It was a great experience. And then shout out to Garrett who um, trained me <laughs> to run a half marathon. And that was like one of my proudest athletic moments.
1: Yes. Okay. So for the people to know that are listening, When I lived in California, like, two years ago, three years ago, whichever, I, Savvy had never run a half marathon, but I just, like, (laughs) knew she could do it. (laughs) Yes, and so she committed and trained, and she killed it. She killed it, people, so.
0: Just five hours, baby. Woo!
1: And she had never, what was the longest distance you had run at that point in life?
0: Ever, uh, like, basketball training preconditioning which was like maybe three miles at the most ever. Exactly.
1: So <laughs> any I'm just telling you people, if you've never run, you can do it. Right. You
0: should do it. It really is something that you can brag about for the rest of your life. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so I can go about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I live halfway <laughs> <laughs> Um okay, so after college you moved to California. Yep. And okay, have you always wanted to live in California, or, or was that just?
0: That was a random thing. Yeah. Uh, so Garrett and I, we both we met each other at Kids Across America, which is an urban youth camp. Yeah. Summers. That's how we met. Yes. You didn't even say that.
1: I uh, know. I didn't say that. I'm so sorry. And the reason for everyone else, the reason she's calling me Garrett, that was my nickname. Some people listening are okay. not going to know who that is.
0: Garrett comes from that being her last five letters of her name.
1: (laughs) We met at camp.
0: Oh, we met at camp. And so I really got to love um, just urban youth in general. I think Mm -hmm. I felt like I could relate. Um, Coming from Puerto Rico, uh, not that I, like, super lived in poverty or anything. I think when you compare communities – from Puerto Rico to here in America, you'd probably call them the hood, but like it was just normal there. Um, yeah, And so, I don't know, I just always felt like I could relate and just always drawn to that. Um, and I think, and so I just decided in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do urban ministry. Right. And so I looked up on Google, <laughs> um, like internships, and I ended up in East Palo Alto. So that's how I ended up here, just random in the Bay Area.
1: Google um, is our friend.
0: Google is great. Yes, actually, I live like ten minutes from Google. Fun fact, and oh, Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I go from that to from that to here, mm-hmm. uh, California, and I think I, I I call it like a like an awakening, like a reawakening of everything, of my faith, of what I believe in, of of like what, like what is this whole marginalized yeah. people thing? Yeah. And I, I, I promise you, like since since that happened, since I've been awakened to like marginalized communities, what it means to to be oppressed, um, what it means to be a part of an oppressed community, as well as being a part of a, of the oppressive community. I mean, it's like, you have to like deconstruct your whole faith because in yeah. the, I grew up evangelical, like conservative evangelical, you know, Pentecostal. And I think it's not something we like talk about a lot. Yeah. It's like, oppressed communities and, and what it means to, like, love the marginalized. And once I got out here, it was just, like, pfft, like my whole, just everything is just blown up, and I'm, like, starting to see things and almost, like, God, like, I was, like, this whole time, I just had no idea this was going on, you know? Right. Like, so once I got to really study just all types of, of like, injustices that are going on in the world, um, that's when I really could be, like, wow, first of all, Alabama's, like, super um it's saturated with a culture that like and like this conservatism that i'm not like i don't necessarily relate to anymore right and then so um what what do i do now right Mm -hmm. so this this whole thing of like what okay so what does this mean i have all this knowledge i'm kind of angry at some things like i'm really angry at other things what the heck do i do with that so um that's what kind of got started my whole like journey and 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 understanding, uh, social injustices and not just talking about it, but like living it out. And so I understood like living in a community that is full of people that society would deem as like, would deem as uh, as outsiders or, you know, uh, I don't know, less than, I think that's the way, best way to just do ministry and not ministry in the way of like, I'm going to save these people. Right. But just, just to learn, like these people are amazing, you know. I have like the best neighbors in the world, um, and just a little bit of, of context on that. I live in a community that is like mostly immigrant Mexican immigrants, and then uh, and then black, and so it's just like brown and black people. Woo! <laughs> 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 so I feel right at home, and I've just learned so much during that.
1: So, yeah. Okay. So. Tell well so I know these things but everyone else doesn't know these things so That's right. ever since then I feel like you've really gotten involved in just so many different ways Some of the things you've done um, you're in a cohort right now yep,
0: yep.
1: for yep. so can you t- explain what that cohort does and what it means to be in that cohort etc yeah
0: uh, so it's a part of CCDA which is Christian development. Oh, gosh. Christian Community Development Association, CCDA. CCDA. It was founded by John Perkins, who, if you don't know who John Perkins is, you should read his stuff, Uh because he's amazing. Uh, He's really old now, but he just founded this amazing community, basically on, like, how to do, how do we do this? How do we, like, how do we help low-income communities, like, rise up? And not just low-income, like, financial things are the only important thing, but just everything, right? Spiritually, education system... Uh, immigration status whatever it may be Um, that's how the whole that's how the whole organization started and so within that there's these things called leadership cohorts and I applied to be in one it's just basically 20 of us from across the nation that we feel called to this in one way or another and basically we have a bunch of retreats during the year and we get to do uh, we get to really learn how to like be there for the oppressed, not in just, like, a knowledge way, but in an action way. So, for example, my last retreat, I was in the D.C. area, and we got to go to Capitol Hill and, like, go to the legislative offices and do um, work in the – what is that word? English is my second language still, so I forget <laughs> what <word. laughs> um, Oh, adv- advocacy work. Gosh, oh, okay, advocacy work. So I, I got to – Experienced that for the first time, which was amazing to, like...
1: Yeah.
0: It was the most... It was the one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had. Really? Was to be in an office of a legislator in D.C., on the other side of the, of the country, mm-hmm. that their policies directly affect my city in California. And I got to sit there and be an advocate for my neighbors. Like, it just felt if anything has been spiritual in my life, it has been that it is to advocate just like Jesus advocates for me. And it was just so cool because I know so many of my neighbors will never get to go to DC and do that for their, for their right. community. Right. So it was just a beautiful, like almost like prophetic. I don't even know all these like spiritual words you can throw at it, but it was amazing. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's awesome because I mean, not even just your community. I mean, a lot of people in, a lot of different communities, no they, they won't get that opportunity. So I think I'm just always very, um, what's the word, in support of when you have the privilege to do something to like do it on behalf of other people, you know?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: <laughs> and so to see you doing that, I think is so powerful and so encouraging because you know, I believe too. I believe like that's what we are called to do. And, um, you know, for me, since we're both Christians, like I, I believe that that's what Jesus did all the time. Like he stood, he stood up for the marginalized, the ones that couldn't fend for themselves. And so, I mean, that's what you're doing. And I think that that's just,
0: yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Honestly, it's, it's like, it's, it's just beautiful. I can't explain it other than that.
1: Okay, so one thing I do want to talk to you about is you live in an intentional living home community (laughs) house. And I completely (laughs) butchered that, but can you explain what that means? And then also, can you explain how you've grown living in the house? Like, what has that done for you as a person?
0: Yeah, so there's a quote by Tim Keller, and I... I can't remember it all, but uh, the most important thing from that quote is this idea that like, one of the most important things just in life is to be known and to be loved. Um, Yes,
1: I believe that. That's what this podcast is about.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, to be loved, but not really to be known, it it feels good, but there's a disconnect. right? Right. And so, basically, intentional community just means we're just five young adults who all have jobs, and uh, we just wanted to live together in a way that would, but it's three principles inward outward together. Right. So together is in like known and loved by each other and in community with each other and like true community where like, I know, I know the shit that's going on in all four of my housemates. Yeah. And like, that doesn't change anything about how I see them or mm-hmm. look at them. And they in return know me in all of the ways like, uh, Like there's nothing I can say in this house that's like that people be like whoa what right so that that's the first thing and then inward is like spiritually individual spiritual life so like we keep we have like weekly meetings we have like common prayer in the mornings for the people that want to wake up and do it Um, and we just uh, really look out for our own individual uh, spirituality so we believe that like doing that and then being all together, then you can be like an outward, right? Doing ministry outwardly. So like, how do how do we love our neighbors better? Um, we go to our neighbors' birthday parties all the time. We just hang out with them. Kids come to our house and hang right. out. It's, so that so inward, outward, together, those are like the main three things that we do. And honestly, it all goes down to being known and loved. And like, I know that I come home and like people know me and it's just there's nothing like being known and loved at the same time so yeah that's about
1: it and that's awesome and do you feel like I mean maybe you didn't have this didn't happen but do you feel like that is something that's like new to your life do you do you see the difference in how in this community than versus community in your past?
0: yeah absolutely I think again growing up conservative Christian, all your friends up from church like you know, I struggle with my quiet time type of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, like like real stuff. You get to talk about like man, humanity, relationships. We are complex people. I mean, yeah. we have we serve a huge God, and He would just wouldn't. Like we're super complex. We're super messy, and yeah. I just think the first time in my life I actually get down to me where I can actually be messy and like I can have doubts? Like, oh my gosh, how dare you have doubts about God? Yeah. <laughs> and I, You know, I can like talk about just things that don't make sense to me and I'm still love the same. And that's actually helped my faith because it's kind of made God bigger. And I think the bigger God is, the, the more freedom there is. Um, and so that's how it's changed my life, I would say.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And that's seriously so great. Super, yeah. super great. You know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's good. I have heard that quote before too, and I don't know it exactly either, so <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna quote it. But but just ba- <laughs> but just basically, yeah, that theme of being known and loved, and that yeah. you want yeah. both. And I think it says too, like being loved but not known. It, it's th- that's just as weird, you know. Like I can like you. I mean, I'm sure plenty yeah. of people love a lot of people. Um, but when you don't know them deeply, then you kind of feel alone and isolated. Um, you know, and then, but then when you, again, feel known and not loved, it's like people know everything about you, but there's something about you that's not lovable. And so I just,
0: isolated. yeah,
1: it's all, comes down to isolation (laughs) and yeah, you just feel pretty bad about yourself. So I just, I love that and I'm glad, I'm glad that you feel that way.
0: Yeah,
1: it's been great. It's been great. Um, Okay, another thing is you are a trap. You like traveling. I know that about you. Yes. Because I also like traveling, and we talked about that. Um, And recently you went on a trip to Israel, which is so cool. And, okay, I know, I mean, I could ask you a million questions about it. So I'm just going to ask you, maybe what was your all-time favorite thing about that trip, if you can pick one thing, which might be hard?
0: <laughs> right now? Say yeah, it. right now. <laughs> right now. Um, uh, I learned so much, but I think one of my favorite moments was we were in Bethlehem, like where Jesus was born, and it's still a small town to this day, which is mm-hmm. super cool. Um, and we went to this church. I was there for two weeks, by the way, so I saw every site you could imagine. It's, it was crazy. Yeah. But we sat there in a chapel, and it had this, like, amazing acoustics for acapella music. And we sat there, and we sang Oh, um, uh, Come Let Us Adore Him, like the yeah. Christmas song. <laughs> the
1: Christmas song in the middle of July. In the middle um, of July.
0: Yeah, it was... It was... I, I couldn't stop crying. Like, it was super emotional and spiritual and like i was tired because we had been walking all day and it was just the most refreshing moment but i had a few of those moments but right off the bat when you said what was your favorite that was like what i remember
1: that's so beautiful i i really want to go to israel that's a dream that's on bucket list so maybe you can come with me
0: (laughs) Yes, I'll show you around because clearly that makes me a Israel master.
1: (laughs) Okay, so do you have any dream, okay, bucket lists. maybe in the next few years, of dream, like, places you want to go that are not in the United States?
0: Go right
1: now? Yeah, like, if you could go anywhere right now, like, what are some dream places you want to (laughs) go? Like, what continent, what country? Just to name a few. Italy. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Really? Is like, a pretty stereotypical one. Uh, I want to go to Thailand at some point, And Greece. Uh, yeah. What about my, the continent of my people? Oh, duh, Uganda. I'm going to go to Uganda, too.
1: I really... Okay, so... She
0: paid me to say that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I really just wanted her to say that. I mean, Uganda's awesome, and my people are from Uganda, so... Um, okay, so usually you're the bomb. Really, you are. and
0: there's (laughs) There's there's a lot. There is a lot to Steffi. So, it's great.
1: There is a lot to Steffi. So many layers, but so many good layers. Good layers. Like Like (laughs) an (laughs) eye. Okay, so it is about that time when I ask you two great questions, okay?
0: Okay, great questions. Go.
1: Yes, and... These are questions that I ask everybody. Oh oh okay. Also y'all, she has a Chicago Bulls what is that called? A coaster? A
0: koozie?
1: A koozie? <laughs> okay, it's a is koozie. That
0: right?
1: Yes, it's a koozie. So um by the way y'all she's drinking in a Chicago Bulls koozie because she is a diehard Bulls fan. Yes, and
0: we suck and I don't wanna talk
1: about it, but I am <laughs> <laughs> However, she did go to a Bulls game where they won to Golden State. That's
0: right, and Garrett was there. It was the greatest moment of my life. To and this.
1: to preface this again, y'all, it was a birthday gift. For, was it, it was on her was It, that it was on
0: my birthday, and Joakim Noah signed my jersey, who was, like, my favorite at
1: the time. Yes, so, I mean, talk about birthday gift. A team that probably <laughs> was not supposed to win <laughs> <laughs> and a team that actually ended up winning the whole thing that year right yeah,
0: yeah.
1: the one game that Steffi dominguez the diehard fan was at they won i mean really look at god
0: <laughs> honestly god was like here i'm just gonna be like I'm just going to have you have fun today. And it was an overtime game, and the fans around us were so mad. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Garrett was like a diehard Bulls fan that night, too. (laughs) I
1: did. I wore a T-shirt and everything. I probably could only tell you one player on that team, but I was there. I was in it, as if it was like UNC or something. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You just pretended.
1: it's Yeah, I was just in it. But but anyways, okay, back to my two questions. I just have to tell them that because – People, it's a great moment in your life. Yeah, and people need to know that you're a Bulls fan. That's
0: right.
1: So, never forget. Um, okay, so the first question is, if you could go to lunch with anybody, okay? Dead or alive, it could be anyone. It doesn't have to be a famous person, but it can be a famous person. Who would it be and why?
2: Hmm.
0: Barack Obama.
1: Oh, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh you're the first so far to say that so um you get dib
0: yeah uh a bonus would be michelle with him that would actually be the greatest um uh, because i love michelle obama uh, why i just feel like i can learn a lot from the dude i'm on this whole kick not kick but i think god has just been showing me a lot about like people coming in a conversation not agreeing with each other and like how God can move in that and not yeah. all thinking the same thing. And I think he's had to do that so much. Yeah. <laughs> just dealing in politics and all kinds of people saying all kinds of stuff about him. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't imagine and how classy he was. I would just feel like I would learn a lot from the guy.
1: That is, that's a really good one. That's a really yeah. good one. And if Michelle's there, then can I come to you?
0: Uh, yes, okay. uh, from her, I just, I really, well, she's a badass, but like also how she dresses, I want
1: to learn, so. Right, and she's so fit, and I mean, amazing. I mean, seriously, if I could just have her wardrobe, I'd be, <laughs> I would look so good on
0: would rock it, are you kidding me? That CrossFit body, you would rock
1: it. <laughs> and just like all her little suits, not little suits, but just great suits, oh my gosh, okay, that's a good one. That's a really they're, good dis-
0: one. they're they're both an inspiration oh, an they inspiration. truly
1: are, and they're a very beautiful couple.
0: yeah,
1: um okay, that's good. And then the second one, so this is where you i okay, so one, I'm just a huge fan of encouragement. I mean, I just love it. I love giving it to people. And mm-hmm. so I want you to think of someone that um you feel like needs to be encouraged, needs to be uplifted. And you are going to say their name. And then you're going to say it to me as if... Or you're going to say it as if they're sitting right there and you're actually encouraging them. And, yeah, the point of this, too, is just I feel like... Like we were talking about. Like, I just feel like people... People need to feel known and loved. And, like, they matter. And I just... I think it's important. So, tell me who you're going to pick. And then you're going to go ahead and encourage them.
0: All right. Well, I'm picking... Um, uh, her name is Lily. You know her. Lili, it's
1: Lily, and then I'm going to tag her in this. You know this episode.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, Lily has been going through a lot of loss lately. Um, and I can't even imagine what she's going through. So, to Lily, here we go. Lily, you are you are beautiful. You are known. You are loved. Um, and the coolest part about it is that this awesome God that is bigger than all of us loves you the most. And so you're going to do great things in life. You have, you're one of the most creative people I know you write she, she writes plays guys. Like she's amazing. Um, and I really think that her journey, your journey, I'm talking to her, your journey, um, is beautiful and your journey, will have a lot of t- twists and turns, but that's what makes it good. Mm. And so I just want her to feel loved. Um, Lily, come over anytime. You know where we live. Um, you are just a beautiful human being. So cheers to Lily.
1: Cheers. That was so, that was good. That was good. Yeah. And Lily, I hope you hear this. Um, well, I'm going to tag you in it. So you have no choice but to listen <laughs> to it. But Jeffy, thank you so much for being on this little podcast. I mean, yeah. seriously, you were so great.
0: I'm super excited for you and what you're doing. Like super proud of you too and, and the fact that you're just doing this because you really felt it in your heart and you've gone for it. It's amazing.
2: Hey guys, this is Steffi. Um if you've made it this far in the podcast, I just wanted to say thank you for uh listening to me ramble about life and and everything uh during the episode of the beautiful collision um i just wanted to uh kind of make an announcement that uh ever since the episode um as many of you know uh puerto rico got hit by a huge hurricane hurricane maria it is a it was a category 5 hurricane um it had not happened in the last century in the island with as direct as it hit it and uh, it devastated my little island and my people. Um, the place doesn't look the same uh, and I've personally for the last almost month now I've been just grieving. Grieving that and um, uh, grieving how uh, just the response from people and Uh, grieving the fact that it's been over a month and my grandma still doesn't have power. So I just wanted to uh, kind of make, again, an announcement um, to keep praying for my island, to keep it in your thoughts and prayers, and uh, to donate. Uh, We got to... Sometimes we just, we can't just pray. We got to do something about it. So um, UnitedForPuertoRico.com is a good organization to donate to. Um, It's based in the island. So all the aid will for sure be um, for the island and and to get stuff to people. So you can check it out, UnitedForPuertoRico.com. So you can donate there. But really as the, as things get, as time goes by and we're not at the top of, of the news feeds anymore, this is when people kind of just forget. Um, so I just plead with you that you not forget about Puerto Rico and the, uh, American citizens that live there and just beautiful, resilient people. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening again and pray, but also go donate. Thank you. Bye-bye.